Control Alt Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 977. At exactly 12 minutes after 7. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, Terry. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. In this, uh, I don't know, what are we, week 1,000 of, of being yeah, under lockdown? Or, or March. What is it? Yeah, I don't know, March, April. Yeah, who July. knows? Um, listen, we, we had a technical issue last week, and I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but we, I wanted to talk to you about Amazon. You were very impressed with the Amazon launch a couple of weeks ago, eh? Well, I keep getting more and more impressed with what Amazon is doing. If you think about Apple in September, it's like the big month we're going to get iPhones, and it's going to be super exciting. And then this September rolled around, and we got you know big update to the Apple Watch and Fitness Plus and iPads and things like that. But I just feel that in the past, I'd call it three years, Amazon has been just doing these very big product launches, and they are quickly becoming more and more interesting, at least to me, uh, than Apple. Uh, this one had stuff like uh, this autonomous drone, I'm sure you talked about it, that will fly around your house and sort of monitor the house and map your house so that... If you're away, it's almost like a moving uh, re- remote alarm video that'll check on your house, which is sort of an astonishing and, and creepy technology both at the same time. I mean, it really sounds like something out of an episode of Black Mirror. They had a whole bunch of new Echoes and Dots, which are their Alexa you know, voice-enabled speakers. They launched a new video game streaming service called Luna, which is similar to what Google's doing with Stadia or what Microsoft has with their great game streaming service on Xbox. And there was just like release after release and you sort of look at it and go who's the big sort of tech player really releasing cool hardware wow um let's uh let's talk about people working from home i saw a very funny uh meme on facebook on the weekend uh was a a parent saying that uh, teacher's notes now sound like this. Just log into Zabelzoot, scroll down to the Zorkle app, and have the kids work on the assignments sent through Crackleszam or check the links posted in Zumblekick, <laughs> which, <Yeah. laughs> which is basically what's happening with everybody, everybody, including a lot of kids working from home. You've got some tips uh, to, uh, to make sure your Zoom meetings uh, go swimmingly well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things is, you know, over the years, I've been someone who's been building out my own sort of home studio. I was doing podcasting, you know, for for decades and stuff like that. And watching everybody sort of scramble, like, how do you do this? And then, you know, the next thing you know, you're online and it's like a shaky connection and they can see up your nose and things don't look good. (laughs) And it made me realize that people aren't you and I, Terry, they don't have good studio gear and and know what's what. And so I thought it would be fun as fun or, or relevant, especially now because people are going more back into lockdown, and I think it's going to be an inevitable as the months come on. So, you know, a couple of things. One is if, if you are home and you have to plug in, the best thing to do is to actually not be on your Wi-Fi. So if you can plug somehow into your router, which you just get one of those sort of like they're called CAD5s, they're almost like phone line cables, but different. Um, it's really good to do that. It's also especially good to do that if you have uh, more than one person that has to be online at a time, which you know, we talked about kids in homeschool. So if you've got something really important uh, and your kids are doing some sort of Zoom stuff or Netflix on the side, you might be very much suffering from a bad connection just because the Wi-Fi is getting sucked out of everywhere. So one really good trick is to, is to hardwire in, which I'm sure you're hard, hardwired in right now, right? Terry? I am, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, another really simple thing is, especially if you're using a camera, is to try and raise the camera up to eye level so you're looking at it. This is one of the big things you see a lot of, which is you're sort of either looking down or up at it. And while you might think, well, it's not a big deal, it's just on my lap, if it's like a 45-minute meeting, um, people start tuning out when it just doesn't look great. You know what I mean? And it's an important thing to sort of remember where the camera is and try and look in the camera. One of the tricks I use is I take a little sort of tab of like, you know, a post-it note, and I sort of stick it next to the camera. So I always remember to sort of look in that direction, which is right. extremely helpful. I know you're not doing video right now, are you, Terry? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. not. But it's funny, as as you said that, I was, I'm staring into a little gizmo I got on as Amazon a couple of weeks ago because I was having neck trouble, and I went to see a physiotherapist, and he said, you've got to get your computer up to eye level. Um, yeah. And I bought a little, uh, you know, it didn't cost me, I don't know, $20 uh, that that rises. You know, I'm looking directly as I'm speaking to you. I'm looking directly at my, my screen without tilting my neck down or up. Well, this is the thing, too, is we're seeing that a lot of home offices aren't really built like your office is. And right. desks are not good heights. Chairs are not good heights. I had the same problem with my neck. And you're absolutely right. You know, for, for 20 bucks, you can get a laptop riser that just brings everything up. And the secondary thing you could do is add on a, a Bluetooth or wireless keyboard so you can almost like stave it back, especially if you're on a laptop. It gives you more space between you and the screen, which is great. Uh, and again, there's a whole bunch of other stuff in terms of uh, a lot of times the camera on, on the computers are not great. So if you really want to improve the look, um, I'm a big fan of the Logitech Brio, which is like a 4K high-definition webcam. Mm-hmm. By the way, none of these are easy to get now because they're like everybody scrambled to buy these. But if you get that, you're going to have a much better look to whatever you're doing. And this is a great camera that basically will buckle itself onto the top of any laptop. Looks great. It's amazing. Have you been on Room Rate? Well, so I, I do love this site. I think it's great. I've been following it from day one. My my actual room hasn't been. I think I score well. I've got an impressive look. I really staged the background behind me. That's that's another sort of key thing is yes. make the background a little personal, make it more interesting. I've I uh, pulled out all the guitars and basses from my past and sort of <clears> hung <throat> them up behind me to make it look good. But but yeah, that's like one of the sort of cool things happening online yeah. is. There's a Twitter feed called Room Raider, which is Rate My Skype Room. It's at Rate My Skype Room. And basically, either people send in screen captures of their room and what they look like when they're on camera, or they just grab them from the media and they rate them, you know, one out of 10. And it's, a, it's quite, it's actually really, you can learn quite, it's funny, but you can learn quite a bit looking at how to sort of stage your background so it looks better. Yeah, everybody's, I, I don't know if everybody's doing it, but I've been doing it since April. You know, people are on television and, the, the, they come on TV on their, you know, from their offices or in their basements, and the first thing I do is look past them to see where they are, what kind of curtains they have, what kind of books are on the shelf. You know, it's it's. I think I think uh, deep down inside we're all a little bit nosy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a nosy factor, and then the the part that makes me crazy is you're yeah. you're often sitting down with people who are in music or TV and. They just don't have a good camera angle. There's no <laughs> lights. And I'm like, how is this yeah. possible? This is your job. <laughs> <laughs> What's your app of the week, Mitch? Well, so it's not so much an app as a new platform that's been very much evolving and growing really quickly over the past little while. And it's called Substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. And essentially what it is, is the ability to build a newsletter uh, that you could send out. And again, it's free. But the, the model here is you could also, as a writer 
charge people to subscribe to your writing. Now, what makes Substack really interesting is a lot of very well-known journalists from places like Verge and BuzzFeed and more traditional media have opted to actually leave those media outlets and start building their own independent charge pay for writing on Substack. And if you're looking for just some great new content to look for writers, you go to Substack.com, search just by categories you like or writers you may like. Um, and it's a very, you know, we, we sort of dismiss email because it seems so passe, but it's a very powerful way for a writer to connect with an audience. And it seems like there's this interesting movement as the media gets fragmented and questioned and all this craziness of a place where you can have a direct content contact with a very, very powerful writer. It's great. Substack. Substack. It's okay. awesome. Awesome newsletters. All right. Great stuff, Mitch. Uh, great uh, stuff again for the week. Enjoy the week, and we'll talk to you next Monday.